know. Well, why is that? I don't know. I just spiritually, maybe I, I don't know. Oh, of course. As soon as I start recording, my phone starts blowing up. I'm a uh, very, pop- very popular guy. <laughs> you, you're the most popular person that I know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's just it always ha- it always seems to happen that way, right? Like my phone was dry all day, and then all of a sudden, I think it was Juan texting me about going golfing. That's uh that's an interesting debut for him as you know golf in general. I went through many seasons in life, David. I went through a gambling season. Yep. I went through a MMA, MMA season. <laughs> I also went through uh just before MMA, I went through a golfing season. Really? I, I did not know that. I did. I played a lot a lot of golf. Did you get any good? No, I didn't get any good. I don't think I played I think, a lot, yeah. spent a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I got into golf like I don't know, probably five, five or six years ago, and went out bought my own clubs. But I never like I always was like the guy. I don't want to go on the real golf course. I like going on like the par three. Oh golf no, course. I went. I feel like it's like that's like training wheels. Yeah. I, my dad always said, if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly bear. So I played some of the toughest courses in Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> um, you would think that would make you good. It's the opposite. Yeah, There's no learning curve. It makes me yeah. mad. And See, yeah, I'm more, one of, the- yeah, I'm more of a teddy bear than a grizzly bear. So I played the par threes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so That's I did almost get a hole in one on like a hundred and, uh, like 140 hole, uh, or a 140 yard hole, which was pitching wedge off the, off the tee. Yeah. No, that was straight driver. <laughs> the best drive I've ever had in my life. 140 yard. No, it was probably like a, I don't know, nine iron or something. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't, uh. The fun thing about par three courses is like, I think the one uh, Juan and I are actually going to go out with Phil next week. I think the one that we're going to do is like 1200 yards or something like that. So it's like hour and a half, nine holes, get in, get out. It's something you can do on like a weeknight, which is, that's why I like it versus, you know, having to go out on a weekend and you spend five hours, which I'm also not against that, but I like having the flexibility of, of going out. That's because you your weekends are spent kayaking and at gardening and yeah, yeah. Uh, well, last update. weekend, yeah, last Go weekend, I, I wanted to give a shout out. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, on my personal Instagram, we're at Brewery Adventures. Last weekend, we went to Fibonacci Brewing Co. in Mount Healthy. Uh, it was actually Phil's birthday. Um, I'm not going to tell anybody who Phil is. I just want people to randomly this whole podcast is just an inside inside yeah but it was it was a, a friend's birthday and a perfect day and talk about a place to to have some great social distancing they have a whole huge like um grassy area they had a band playing we weren't within like 30 feet of anybody else it was awesome and it was a perfect mix of like it was because it was hot on i think we were there on saturday it was like 90 degrees perfect mix of sun and uh shade and a 
perfectly Instagrammable day. If you see my pictures from Instagram, those are some of the best pictures I've ever taken. And it's not because of me, it's because of the uh, the setting. So I wanted to give a shout out to Fibonacci. Also, some amazing beers there. So I don't know what's going on in Ohio, but here's your weekly COVID-19 update from the Commonwealth. Our bars are closed. So I don't know if that means for breweries. Even if they, even the restaurants are at 25% capacity, which many aren't open at all. Yeah. Uh, like our fast food restaurants are open, but many of the places just can't afford to pay people on a, you know, such a deeply discounted amount of people that's allowed in there. So I don't, has that affected the breweries up there? Well, so I've seen the two biggest breweries that I follow in, in Northern Kentucky are Braxton and Wooden Cask. And Braxton closed their locations, I think, for two weeks. Um, but Wooden Cask said they were open. So I'm not sure if they count as a restaurant since they have, I think, their food, their food uh, space is about to open. Um, but they're, they're open. So because I saw they had yesterday Bourbon Wednesday. Um, yeah, they had bottles of Blanton for sale. Yeah, I was going to go and get you some. I, I didn't. But hopefully in the next couple of weeks. They they seem to have it regularly, which is kind of crazy. So um, get you some Blantons. We had Blantons on, well, sort of on the show last week. but mm-hmm. Well, we had Blantons last week in general. Yeah, so good. One of the a couple bourbon topics in the news uh, coming out of this one's out of Louisville. And I don't know how I feel about this. And I sent you the article angels envy is going to start using uh, Japanese barrels. Yeah. And at, and at first I thought I, I didn't really understand. I, I thought they were going to use like Japanese whiskey barrels, you know, because you have to have a brand new barrel for it to be bourbon. And these, these are brand new barrels uh, after digging in a little bit more, but uh, I guess it's just I, that specifically from, Japanese trees that are, and these trees say they're 200 years old, which mm-hmm. is pretty crazy. Mizu, Mizunara in Japan. Yeah, so Angel's Envy, one, fairly expensive bourbon if you go out to get it. Uh, I've not had it yet. I keep eyeing it every time I go out, but I'm, I just can't justify it just yet. Yeah, we'll get uh, there. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll explain my selection this week. Um, but yeah, the Mizunara, uh, prize for its rarity. So I can only imagine what a bottle of this shit's going to cost. Yeah. It says $350. Where do you see that at? On the bottom of the article, which we're on. Oh yeah. Learn more about the $350 tipple. Yeah. Uh, 97.8 proof, which is, uh, a little higher than I like. Yeah. That uh, that decanter is awesome, though. Like, I yes. love the Angel's Wings. It comes in, like, a little box. Anything that comes in, like, a packaging inside of packaging, which I know, of course, is, uh, you know, most of the time just a waste. But that always gets me. It looks so much fancier. Like, a, yeah. every once in a while, you'll see, like, some special beers released in, like, you know, a box or, like, a wooden, you know, uh, encasing. Um it's it's cool sometimes uh i don't know i just uh, of course it's all marketing and we talk about that a lot but just it's really cool and that's you know one of the biggest bourbon markets is japan 
and it's I find that odd, but it's so much of our distilleries here in Kentucky, their biggest biggest export um is going to is going to Japan. Yeah, and you we talked about that a, a little while ago, which I didn't really know, but the more that I look into it, it is interesting that so many pe- people come over and they're just buying like, you know, a lot of times I think it's they're buying um they'll get as much uh um duty free as they can um in the airports. And that's why like I think airports used to sell like you know, semi-rare stuff, but now it's just, they just sell kind of the basic stuff that you can kind of get anywhere. Um, I haven't walked into a duty-free shop in, in a little while, but yeah, people just traveling and they would, you know, I'm sure go back with probably a suitcase full of <laughs> just bourbon. Um, and I'm sure some of it just gets, you know, traditionally exported as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting um, that the, um, how big of a, you know, the culture and how, how big it, that the Japanese have gotten into bourbon. I wonder if the ripple effect you know, for here, what it's done is drive bourbon prices up and it has made, made getting bourbon a little more difficult, um, in general, you know, like my favorite, probably my favorite maker of bourbon is Buffalo Trace. You're hard pressed to find the traditional Buffalo Trace, Eagle Rare, you know, all that, anything that they offer routinely in stock. And that's because so much of it goes out of, definitely out of Kentucky. But, you know, I was talking with, um, with them at the distiller and they said, Hey, if you want Wellers on the regular, go to North Dakota. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. nobody, nobody buys it there. So right. it, it's plenty. And, you know, I've said it many times, but when I first started really like noticing bourbon, I would go to to the Walmart liquor store, pick up Wellers for like $19. Yeah. And it's it's a 100% increase in its price since then. So I wonder what the ripple effect, like when I went on my honeymoon, we went to um, uh, St. Thomas and St. Martin and the big, you know, in the Caribbean, the big thing is rum. Yeah. We brought home a shit ton of rum, but I wonder if, but it doesn't feel like there, there's a rum shortage. You know what I mean? Right. Or like it makes it any more difficult or drives the price up in those locations. Like it does bourbon here. Granted, it's a little more of a process to make bourbon. Uh, yeah. Than it is rum, but yeah. I don't know. Well, and that's funny if you look at, you know, again, some of the, some of the Instagram accounts, like the people with the bourbon and like, you'll see, I think there's one called overpriced bourbon, which is one of my favorites. And it's just literally people sending in pictures of their receipts of the bourbon that they bought. And it's always in, you know, they'll buy some, some rare bottle and, you know, for, you know, 60, 70 bucks. And it's always Idaho, North Dakota, Washington. (laughs) And I think I've found even in, um, even in Ohio, some of the stuff is, is slightly easier than it is in, in Kentucky, because I feel like, you know, Kentucky being the home of bourbon, it's just so much more difficult to, uh, to, to get it. You know, everyone there is, is drinking bourbon. I feel like that's the go-to in Kentucky, whereas Ohio, you get a lot of bourbon drinkers, but, um, there's also more people here. And I think that the, I think it's more spread out a little bit. So sticking with bourbon themed, um, Another thing that caught my eye just in the news, this was in Forbes, the world's most expensive bourbon 
just raised over $200,000 for charity. It's funny because this bourbon's never been on my radar. Maybe because it's out of my price range. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but I guess it's Michters. Is that how you say it? I think it's Miters. Miters? Yeah. M-I-C-H-T-E-R-S. A Louisville-based distillery. Um, they, uh, a, I think it's a barrel. Yeah, a barrel of 10-year Kentucky straight from Miters over in London brought $210,000 for cherry, which is the highest price ever paid at an auction for a single barrel of bourbon anywhere in the world, far exceeding previous records. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, it's funny when you, when we talk about, you know, the, the communities of whatever niche it is, craft beer, bourbon, beard clubs, whatever. I feel like for the most part, they are all about the greater good. Sure. They're going to make money. They're going to do their thing, but charity seems to be a big component of what everybody does. Yeah. I mean, and that's always the, the joke too. Like when you back in the day were, um, you know, and you, you kind of briefly got into the bearding community and uh, you know it's it's all done for charity, mm-hmm. and you didn't know you know anything. You, I don't I don't know if you knew that before you went in or not, but that was in, that I thought that was really interesting that it was all you know I think it was like a lot of kids charities and things like that. So yeah, yeah I know uh, our friend Brian Furby. Which did you ever meet Brian Furby? I think I met him once. Yeah, so you know he held a competition in Lexington and. I think one year it went to like the women's shelter and it's just, it's interesting the, the, the difference between the for-profit companies that are, you know, like, Ooh, evil capitalism, stay away. Uh, there's no, <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, if, uh, if old spice got into the beard butter game or something, you know? Yeah. that <laughs> That'd be interesting. But since we're talking about, bourbon i think you got to go first this week since uh let us know what you're drinking because we've got some other uh fun topics on on the beer end i want to know what you're drinking on the bourbon side all right so i got a half pint of woodford reserve which you don't know about woodford reserve right now and this is probably super bad timing but brown foreman like the parent company um just bought the rights of Yum Brands did away with, uh, or just didn't renew their sponsorship of the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> so the Kentucky Derby, which will be held this year on Labor Day weekend, uh, will be the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby. Wow. Also, it has been the bourbon used in the $1,000 mint juleps that you can buy there at Churchill Downs. Yeah, you always see Woodford at uh, I we well used to go to Keeneland every year, um, but that they're big in, in Keeneland as well. Yeah, that's they've really embedded themselves in that. Like, I th- there's Keeneland bottles of Woodford, uh, you know, Keeneland themed bottles of Woodford. Uh, generally, it's just a, the regular like khaki, like tan label Woodford Reserve. Uh, but but I uh, let me backtrack. Bourbon on this podcast is brought to you by Beard Octane. This week, David, doing a giveaway. 
thirty dollar beard octane gift card. If you had thirty dollars of beard octane, what would you? What would be your thing? Um, probably some of the beard vitamins because Lord knows I need them. <laughs> they uh, they do offer uh, beard vitamins, as he said. Uh, beard care, beard tools. Of course, you can represent them with a hat. Uh, they're making masks. Um, I'm I'm about halfway through my bottle of uh, the beard balm. Uh, but yeah, you can buy beard octane biotin, twenty bucks. Uh, leave-in conditioner, twenty bucks. They are sold out of their bandanas. They got aloe shave gel. Really, if you're a man, anything you don't have to have a beard. If you shave, they got that. If you want to grow a beard, they got that. Uh, so thirty bucks to the store. Right now, still free shipping on all orders over $75 in the continental United States. That's automatic. When you go to check out, use code beers and beards 10 and get, uh, this week, let me, I really want the beard caddy. So if, if I was a new customer, I would probably get the beard caddy, um, and that's kind of like, and it's sold out. Imagine that, but it. You know, it kind of holds all your stuff. Oh, I like that. Um, They've got like the the two, uh, the double level one too, which that's probably mm -hmm. what you would need. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, the, the, you're talking about the wall mount one? Yeah. Mount yeah, Caddy. that's, yeah. So, uh, the Caddy Mini is in stock and for 30 bucks. So if you win this. Get the caddy, you'll save ten percent. So, and we're going to do boys. this on Instagram, correct? We're going to go to Instagram. Uh, we're going to use code. You ready for this one, David? Yep. Butter. All right. So, what do they got? They got to message us that code. Just message the our our Instagram account, Butter. Make sure you're following. First of all, follow us on Instagram and then send us a direct message butter. We'll get that 30 bucks out to you. All right. And we'll have a post out there to remind you too. Um, yeah. About the giveaway. That's awesome. We had, uh, some people, we had the code the last time and we had some people message us the code for, uh, for the Tavor gift card. So we've got our second giveaway already. Um, just a, a shout out quickly to beard octane. They've been with us since what episode two, yeah, like as soon as we got, as soon as we did this, you know, and I, this is, I think this is just some, a guy, like the messages I get on, um, like are the back end of this. It's like, Hey, thanks for supporting me. It, it's very singular. So I think it's just a dude who's doing this. Yep. They've got military discounts, rewards program, tons of great stuff. Their website's awesome too. Yep. So, uh. Also, apparently I could have been, we could be using this link and it also saves people 10% if they use this link, but I've, I really got to dig into this more. Um, but back to the lecture at hand, what we reserve. All right. Let's, uh, the nose, it's not super strong. It's definitely very oaky. Um, 
and I don't see anywhere on here. Of course, I have a really little bottle. Let me see what's if this how many. I think this is just four year old. Yeah, four year old. So this is the basic, but this is really oaky for a four year old. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like this, and this is uh. And Woodford's one of the few that I've had too. That yeah, I I definitely remember it, it being very oaky. Now. In my circle, a lot of the older gentlemen will order Woodford and water, and this is what they sip on. Um, I think I paid like eight bucks for this half pint. It was like literally on the as soon as I walked in, it's on the desk. So I used it. That's not bad. No, but like this is maybe two drinks. <laughs> so uh, let's try a little bit. Uh, whew. little spicier on the mm. little spicier on the palate than than what I like. I could definitely see. I could definitely see adding water to this to like cool it down, and I feel like maybe I should have a drink before I take it before I do this. Actually, <laughs> you know what I mean, what like to prepare. Yeah, because honestly, anytime you you get that first, first that hit. first wonderful sensation of bourbon on your tongue, you're gonna get the burn. Yeah, you know. So maybe I just need note to self. Next week, we're gonna pregame this. <laughs> Definitely, you get the oaky, but you also get like I will probably never use the word sweet, but there's a soft. I don't want to say vanilla. Maybe vanilla. Hold on. Let me go one more time. Um, one of the best parts about drinking bourbon is when you take that deep breath afterwards and you, you just feel it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, I don't know how to describe it. Almost like if you put hand sanitizer on and you take a deep breath. That's how I feel when I, when I drink bourbon. You that take alcohol that. burn. Uh, yeah. Not as bad the second time around. <laughs> I'm re- I don't know if you can hear my fat ass breathing like this, but I'm like I'm getting taste. I can taste it when I do that. Yeah, I always like I do that too. A lot of times when I drink, especially with with bourbon, I feel like I get more flavors if I like breathe out through my mouth. Yeah, and I'm a I'm generally a mouth breather anyway. Uh, this is ninety proof. Uh, Woodford Reserve surprisingly came out in 1996. Like I said, it's owned by Brown Foreman. It is made in Versailles, Kentucky. I've actually been there. The one thing I will say about the tour of Woodford Reserve is that I didn't get any bourbon at the tour. They gave me bourbon balls. Oh, that's interesting. I've had bourbon balls too. Those are delicious. Yeah. Um, and like I said, the Brown Foreman entered a five-year deal with Churchill Downs to become the title sponsor of the Derby. The greatest two minutes in sports will now be called the Kentucky Derby presented by Woodford Reserve. Um, maybe if we get together, which I can – there was like probably 20 of these sitting on the desk there at Kroger. Uh, we can make us a mint julep, even though I've had one before and it was not very bueno. You're not a big mint julep person, right? No, no. And I don't, I was talking to my wife about this. 
I don't know that I'll ever be a bourbon cocktail guy. Hmm. Um, obviously, bourbon and and some type of Diet Coke, Diet Mountain Dew will be my that's my go to anyway. Especially if it's on an occasion where I want to get intoxicated. <laughs> but in general, like I'm learning to really, and I think as you are, to appreciate the nuances of each different bourbon, even though they they're all made exactly the same. Yeah. And to see the differences in each one, like if you take a Blanton's um, and compare it to Elijah Craig, there's same comes from the same state, made the same way, and they are football fields apart. And we had two last week on on the show. We had two, you know, higher end bourbons that were completely different too. Um, mm-hmm. So even the even on the even on the expensive end, um, I wanted to, you know, I, I was because you're like my my bourbon, uh, uh, I guess guide guide. So I was at, I was out this weekend at the party source in Northern Kentucky and I grabbed, I, you know, and, and that place is so, I don't want to say picked over, but it's a very popular place for, um, for beer, liquor, spirits, everything. So they've got all the basics. They've got some special stuff and, and some smaller, um, distilleries too, um, but I ended up picking up some uh, bullet rye, which I had yesterday and super good. Yes. Delicious. Um, you know, I'm, I'm more of a fan of the rye bourbon, but I had some yesterday with, uh, I put one ice cube in it and let it, you know, let it kind of mellow out a little bit and was Did great. you talk with a Southern draw and maybe, <laughs> you know, get a big fat ass cigar to go with it? No, not yesterday, but uh, maybe in the future, I've still got some left. So. Um, we'll have to get you a, a, a mold, one of those, uh, cubes, uh, you know, like the spheres, bourbon yeah, for spheres. The, yeah. For the, 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 uh, yeah. I mean, you'll, you will, as soon as you pop that in, you know, you be like, you're in gone with the wind or something. <laughs> and I know someone who has one of those and actually uses it. And, uh, I'm very envious. So. It's something about just the way it keeps everything kind of the the cold kind of regulated. Yeah, I could I see that because yeah, mine because I had just a traditional you know ice cube from a regular ice cube tray, and I feel like it it obviously melted because it's super hot, but uh, it wasn't even. Um, and then the last like you know maybe ounce that I had was was pretty diluted. Um, Wait, you use regular ice cube trays? Yeah. Ice trays? Yeah. Oh, man. I thought I was the only one. <laughs> I don't have an ice maker, so. We're stuck. We have one, but it doesn't work. It always freezes up. So, uh, but yeah, the, uh, it, you know, I'm getting more into, you know, buy, I got, I got a nice little selection or a nice little collection going. Um, I've actually I cannot, got, I, I can't I wait to rob you. <laughs> I know you have, you, you said you're trying to, you know, you're, you're putting stuff, uh, you know, haven't running out of places to put it. I've got a nice little bar area that it, you know, sits nicely. I've got the, you know, the good stuff. I actually have the top shelf stuff on the bottom shelf, which. <laughs> <laughs> what an oxymoron. I know. I don't know why I probably should move it up a little bit higher, but I feel like if it does fall, 
at least maybe it has more of a chance of uh, of surviving the fall. Why? It's only eight inches off the ground. We're going to get into the beer next, but why do they call it top shelf? I think just because it, you know, it they it's used less, you know, fewer people drink it. So it's like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to put that on the top shelf so that, you know, whatever the go-to is going to be on the, you know, the bottom shelf or the, you know, whatever middle shelf. Um, so it's easy to get to, you know, for the bartender. And then, of course, the, you know, the, the really cheap stuff is on the bottom shelf um, or even in the, the speed wells, um, whatever your house bourbon is. Um, but I think that's why you know, it's just the it's the rarity. And I think it also just it it's the totem pole thing, too. Right. Like you're I'm higher on the totem pole because I'm I'm better. Top shelf comes from uh, it's British, which comes from a any material stored on the top shelf of a newsagent shop, where it is both less visible and harder to reach without being seen. Yeah. So maybe it's like you save the good stuff, you hide it away. If you get someone coming and rob you, they're not going to be able to get up on a yeah. step stool and <laughs> take your top True. shelf stuff. Yeah. They're only going to be able to take the Jim Beam. Brown Foreman, they make Woofer Reserve. It is, um, let me look and see what it is. Just retail. If you're just going to get you a bottle, like I said, you can get, that's the thing about doing this podcast. I've just been buying bottles. Uh, and now it's like, you know, I like Woodford, but I'm just going to get this little sampler. $29.99. It's a nice so, nice price for it. Not too uh, bad. Double oaked. I did see that. $45.99. Uh, and the distiller select $32.99. Yeah, and so, I feel like the... <laughs> The go. single, the regular uh, Woodford to now, me David. feels like it's double oaked. Um, so I feel like if you're a person who likes oaky bourbons, I don't necessarily know if you need to go with the double oak on that. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go ahead and jump in to this week's beer and... Um, This week, we talked about it last week, but uh, as you guys know, I do some home brewing. So uh, my home brew is known as Tiny House Brewing. Um, but before we jump into this week's beer, uh, is brought to you by Audible, audibletrial.com forward slash beers and beards. Mm-hmm. You can get yourself a free 30-day trial and a free audio book. And the book that I'm recommending this week in keeping with the beer theme is called Tasting Beer uh, by Randy Mosier. It's basically the, the craft beer Bible. Um, I still reference it all the Wait, time. Wait, it's called it's like Tasting that... Beer? Yes, Tasting Beer. It's Which it could <laughs> so have a better name than sorry. that. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's basically the craft beer Bible. Um but yeah, it's, I don't know that I would necessarily listen to it because I like to use it as a reference, um, to go back and, you know, read about different styles and how styles, you know, came about and things like that. But, uh, I do know that they do have the audiobook if, if that's the, if that's the way you want to listen to it, you can get that book or any book 
at audibletrial.com forward slash beers and beards. Get a 30-day trial and a free audiobook on us. And let us know if you take advantage of that which book you picked. So again, this week, uh, Tiny House Brewing. This is, I think, my eighth or ninth beer that I've brewed. And I brewed specific, well, not specifically. I wanted a lighter beer um, and just so happened to be going to the lake this weekend. Uh, and we go to Indian Lake every year. So I called this beer Indian Lake Vibes. It's a Kolsch, which is a, um, it's an ale that kind of drinks like a lager. So um, it's more one of those hybrid beers, but super light. Um, you get like the the Kolsch yeast, which gives it a, a nice, unique flavor. And uh, I typically, like I typically will have uh, my beer ready to go and I'll be sipping on it before I even um, jump in. But this beer I have not tried yet. I haven't even opened it, haven't poured it in a glass, but I'm going to do that live. So uh, here we go. Oh, I love the sounds. See if I can get it. See if I can get a good sound on the bottle cap. Ooh, that that was very good. Yeah. (laughs) That's always the, uh, because when you do home brewing, you um, do uh, bottle conditioning. So you add sugar to it when you bottle it. And uh, that's always the the fun part is is seeing that it actually did carbonate. So I'm going to go ahead and pour this in the glass. Oh. And it's got a nice color. Um, nice light color. Like a straw I'm color. I'm digging the sounds, man. Yeah. Digging the sounds. <laughs> you can probably even hear a little bit of the fizzing. Um, but a nice like straw color. Um, it was it's not super carbonated. Um, didn't didn't foam up uh, a ton, but I'm gonna go ahead and go ahead and give it a drink. I love that David made this. Yeah. So right off the bat, super, super light. This uh, came out to be 5% alcohol, um, you know, right around, <clears throat> right around where you want a Kolsch to be usually like 4.8 to 5.8%. Um, but I wanted a, you know, a light drinking, easy beer for summer. Um, this one turned out exactly what I wanted it to be. Um, you know, super light, um, I don't know. but it, it, it still has flavor. So that's the thing too. Like, you know, people say, Hey, I want, I drink Bud Light because it's light. Um, you know, I, I don't want something that's going to be super heavy. This is a beer. Kolsch is like one of my go-to styles in the summer um, because they're imminent, eminently drinkable. And I have, uh, I actually have about two cases of this, but I'm going to take a case of this to the lake this weekend and between me and mostly me, it'll be gone before the end of the weekend. That's how easily drinking this is. So, hmm, interesting. Tiny house brewing. I usually try to find beers that people can actually uh, get. Um, but this one, obviously, you're not going to be able to get unless you know me. Um, but yeah, I uh, <clears throat> and I'll post a picture um, on our Instagram. But um, the first couple beers that I did, I, I just kind of did generic labels. Um, nothing too crazy just to know, you know, what the, what the beer was. Um, but then I started doing some unique labels, doing my own designing labels and, and you've seen the label for this one. So, mm-hmm. um, it's got a picture of Indian Lake, um, tiny house brewing, Indian Lake vibes, uh, Kolsch. So, um, yeah, home brewing is definitely one of those things that's, um, it's fun. It, uh, it's not going to 
replace. I know some people do it because they're like, hey, you know, beer is too expensive. Um, it's not going to replace like drinking regular beer, at least for me. Um, but yeah, this one turned out really well. Um, and I'm excited to be drinking this this weekend. I like it. So tell me about your trip to the lake. This is just a chill, chill, relaxing, winding, winding down summer. Yeah. And we usually go later, um, in the summer, like in the middle of August, um, this week it's a little bit earlier. Um, but, uh, yeah, we go up there, uh, one of Angie's, uh, aunts, aunts and uncles and aunt and uncle has a house that they get every year. Um, and so the rest of the family just goes up there and hangs out and chills and, uh, gets in the lake, which I'm again, I think that's the reason why, uh, why I stay healthy throughout the years because it's, it's, I don't know. It's not the dirtiest lake, but it's not the cleanest lake. Let's say that Mm. (laughs) it's a man-made lake in Ohio. And the the funny thing is so that, you know, you know, most lakes, they might have a sand bottom or, you know, a gravel, rocky bottom, something like that. Indian Lake, the bottom is mud. So I put in here, the, uh, the tagline on my beer is uh, drink cold with your feet in the mud. So hopefully that uh, that goes over well. You don't have stone. You can say mud. You can't say feet <laughs> on the stones. <laughs> yeah, don't drink with your feet on the stones. Um, yeah, I actually thought about changing my home brewery to Tiny Stone Brewing, but I don't. I think that might already be taken. It's a uh, so I added you to this group, this boycott Stone Brewing. Yeah, and it is. Kind of a train wreck. It entertained me for, you know, close on and off for an hour at least, which in this day and age for something to keep, uh, keep your attention for that long. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. It's, uh, apparently stone had a rebuttal to the groundswell of support for sawstone brewing. And it's, uh, it's, (laughs) Their, yeah, their owner, um, Greg Cook, who, you know, he truly is, a, you know, one of the pioneers of, um, you know, of craft beer in the 90s. But I think he gives himself a little bit too much credit for, um, you know, he, he basically, you know, thinks that he invented craft beer, which obviously he didn't. He didn't invent craft beer. He didn't invent IPAs. He didn't invent the word stone. Um, but yeah, it, it really comes off, you know, very bad for the company, um, of stone, which I've been a long time supporter of. I've been to, um, they have breweries all around the world, but I've been to, um, one of their breweries in San Diego and one, they have a brewery in Richmond. I've been to both happily, uh, love their beer. Um, but it'll be really hard for me to support them with knowing the way that, uh, that, he, that Greg Cook responded to, uh you know, to his company. Um, and I, I think it really comes down to the argument of whether or not stone and, and saw stone are the same thing. Um, there is no confusion. And again, this is an opinion, but I don't think there's any confusion between a tiny little three barrel, uh, brewery and stone brewing in uh, in San Diego that has, you know, nationwide distribution or more. Um, 
but uh yeah it's it's a pretty crazy uh thing if you if you haven't checked it out yet um go read uh greg cook's response to sawstone and it is really cool to see you know people in a in a tiny town in moorhead you know going to bat for uh for their their hometown local brewery um uh sawstone so i think we're still gonna uh, in a couple of weeks try to get down to sawstone um and check them out uh i'm excited i know that they have a, a pretty cool story so we'll try to get them on and, and talk about their story um but yeah that is uh that's going to be the show this week thank you very much um for uh for hanging out with us if uh, if you're listening to this i'm probably on the in the lake at indian lake uh, let us know where you're drinking what you're drinking this weekend follow us on mm-hmm. social media uh instagram beers beards podcast twitter we're on there facebook we're on there as well yeah we are yeah Been did a, you think you lost me i did think i lost you i thought i lost you i thought it was your connection because everything <laughs> else on my computer was working i know it's weird the zencaster is is weird um we got to figure out a better better setup yeah well you just need to move here yeah do it in my live. basement you and angie in my basement yeah we can be yeah or we could actually probably even live in a tent outside i have a we could put a top over the um over the trampoline yeah we could move into the old bojangles building um Sterling. you're a day late and a dollar short I don't want to excite you. Did someone take over Bojangles? Rallies. That's big time. Have you had rallies before? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, rallies best fries. Best second best fries. Yeah. Everything else is, is what it is. Yeah. Like their fries. They do have like a chili dog too, which today is national. Well, when we're recording this, it's National Chili Dog Day. Are you and you don't like Skyline? You don't like the cheese candy, no. right? Yeah, I am a beans in my chi- in my chili kind of guy, like traditional hearty chili. I yeah. don't I, like I I'll eat it; it's fine, but it's not my favorite. It's delicious. Um, Got to get you some Skyline. Were you trying to wrap wrap us up when you thought I was gone? Yeah. Well, I just didn't want. Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to. Uh, I don't want to have just cut off like we did the last time. I didn't know if it was storming down there in, uh, in Kentucky. Yeah, it is <laughs> storming, but uh, I don't know what that was. I didn't know if you were, you know, if the internet cut out in the holler or uh, what happened. I, no, I am in <laughs> a suburban area. Thank you. You've been here. This, there's no holler here. I live in the city. <laughs> Big city. If you don't have a brewery, you're not a city. That's my... Uh, you're a town. I'm thinking about thinking about starting starting one. one down here. Yeah, looking at my hot water heater. We'll turn that into like a barrel. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I was saying that we're gonna go go to Sawstone here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm gonna reach out to those guys and see if they. I'm sure they would love any publicity. You know, the millions of people that listen to this podcast would. Yes, and I think uh, I think next week. Uh, we haven't talked about this, but at least from the beer side, I think we're going to do audience choice on. The Ooh, beer. yeah, I will do audience choice. 
under fifty dollars. <laughs> well, I was gonna give two two choices. We're gonna do a, maybe like a social media and say what you know, left or right. Which one do you want? Oh, yeah. do a poll. Yeah, and I stole this from uh, from our this idea from our friends at Ginger and the Beard. I wanted to give them a shout out. Um, they've been doing. Hey I've man, they their show. They they do some awesome stuff. They've been doing some MMA coverage, Fight Island coverage and stuff. Yeah. Shout out to our boy Nathan Manis, Mayhem out there. Uh, what is it? August first? Yeah, August first. Man, my wedding anniversary is on Sunday. Wow, how many years? What what year is this? Twenty twenty. We got married in two thousand seventeen years. Wow, that's almost as long as I've been alive. I know you're barely over the legal limit to drink. So that's what. Hold on, two thousand three. You got married, right? August second, two thousand three. So I was in eighth grade, I think. You're a dickhead for saying no, that. No, seventh grade. <laughs> no, nine. No. <laughs> no. Stop. I was going into ninth grade. Going into high I school. Was, uh, I still had nap time where I went to school. That's right. What yeah, school? I still have nap I'm, time now. What's school looking like up there, man? It's all jacked here. Yeah, I think it's going to be at least starting the year that it's going to be fully virtual. Yeah, my wife's yeah. a teacher, and they're going to be – she's going to have to go to school five days a week. But the kids – my daughter, who's 12, will be in the seventh grade, will be doing all virtual. But you have the option of doing a hybrid plan where you go two days a week. Hmm. And I feel like it's going to be like – Doing weekends at the county jail when you go for those two days. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I mean, just the restrictions and the limits. Uh, like they serve you food in the classroom. So I'm, I'm guessing no hot food. I don't, I don't know how the hell that works. It's yeah. so weird. You get like the uh, bologna and cheese. <laughs> yeah, Man. my daughter. They do ham and cheese a lot on like a bun. My daughter hates it. Oh yeah, I can imagine. I mean, that, she's yeah. super picky anyway. Are, would you consider yourself a picky eater? Um, no, not really. Well, there, there's only a few things there, that I don't like. All right, well, so we're at a buffet of yeah. what? Just imagine whatever you want to eat. Is there something that you're just not going to get at a buffet? Probably salad. Yeah, I can't do tomatoes at all. Yeah, I don't like well. And for the most part, I don't like carrots. Ooh, I love cooked um, carrots the best. If you can sneak them into something, I'll eat them. But especially raw carrots, they just... What about carrot cake? No, not at all. What about a rum spice cake with carrot icing? <laughs> I didn't even know carrot icing was a thing. I just made it up. So, uh, Paula Dean, holler at me. Yeah, I'd try that. Um, yeah, carrots. That's weird. That's uh, carrots. I feel like don't have much of a taste anyway. So, and I, yeah, and I, I like that crunch. Yeah. See, I feel like they have. For me, carrots are too crunchy. For, um, it's like the too much, too much. Cr- it's too much work for like nothing. For so, I feel like you're not a radish guy either. Then, um, I do like the I like the rad I like the spiciness of the radish. But I, you know, radish is something that you don't really see. Unless you go to like a fancy restaurant, yeah, it's not definitely like, not a raw beet guy. No, but I I uh, 
I have pickled my own beets a couple times, and they're delicious. Damn, Dwight. Yeah. So, I did get a, uh, and I'll have to, uh, I'll have to show you this. I got a, uh, you know, NBA Jam. Uh huh. So homage, which they need to sponsor us to. Um, they, a vintage T-shirt company. They have a deal with NBA Jam. They've done a ton of NBA Jam T-shirts, and they've started to do spinoffs. And they did a Michael and Dwight. Uh, the did you get jam, it? And I got it. It's awesome. Boom shakalaka. That's right. And they have <laughs> in their stores. They have NBA Jam on free play. So maybe we need to do a show from. Maybe they need to sponsor us. We can do a show from the homage store here in Cincinnati. Yep. We still gotta find somebody's gonna buy us this twenty-seven thousand dollar bourbon. I know. Um, if they put it in a raffle, you're definitely gonna buy a ticket. And I'll, I'll probably win it too. It's um. Who knew in that episode that Kevin was the best basketball player of the whole bunch? Yeah, that was. That you know what? Going back, I the, I that's one of my favorite episodes. It's so early in the in this in the show. Um, yeah, still some cringe, still some cringe to it. Yeah, and they had the first season of that show. They would not be able to produce now. <laughs> I wonder how like South Park still on. Um, I, well, it, South Park is also on Comedy Central, and I feel like Comedy Central gets away with with a lot because nobody nobody really watches Comedy Central, especially yeah, now remember, that Colbert and uh, John Stewart are gone. Yeah, are you a Trevor Noah fan on The Daily Show? You know what I do. I'm a, I like him. Um, I just don't it, and I'll watch like I watch him more on like youtube like the next day like i don't religiously watch but if he has something interesting i feel like his like youtube videos and stuff always pop up my feed so um but he has an awesome story um yes my wife has read his book yeah i did too was it born a crime or something yeah it's one of the best books i've ever read um yeah born a crime and the thing i love about it is it doesn't talk about his success as a comedian really at all it talks about his childhood you know why because he's not that fucking funny david at all (laughs) like i would i could picture him being the anchor at nbc news before i would pay money to go see him do stand-up well and the funny thing is um juan angie and i were going to go see him do stand-up in cincinnati it was supposed to be in may but it got canceled I'll leave you guys on this note because this was probably the highlight of my week podcast-wise. Two Bears, One Cave is Tom Segura and, Bre- and uh, Burt Kreischer. They they want to start an NFL podcast, so they have Warren – Burt has Warren Sapp's phone number. He calls Warren Sapp live on the podcast. <laughs> Warren Sapp doesn't know Burt's name and calls him Brett the whole time. Brett Favre? Just – well, at the beginning, he says – Ah, uh, Brett. He, you would think he was talking to somebody named Brett. He's talking to Bert, <laughs> and so they work out a deal right then on the spot to like bring him on to do Two Bears One Cave with Warren Sapp on Monday mornings or some shit like that. But if you get a chance, it's like the, probably the first twenty minutes of episode forty. Um, 
two bears, one cave. It you will die. It's just <laughs> it just dry calls porn <laughs> sap. Like who who is the most famous person in your phone right now? Oh, um, probably a fighter. Same, but like yeah. Scott Holtzman, Cody Garbrandt. <laughs> yeah, does he still got the same number? Yeah, because I well I texted him not too long ago. But the funny thing is, like nowadays, I don't te- you know text anybody really. I you know either Twitter DM or Facebook or whatever stuff like that. So I feel like within the last couple of years i've um texted with him but i'm trying to think who else sean wheelock (laughs) (laughs) he's probably gotten a lot more famous with the uh with the porn voiceovers which i I did not listen to any of those unfortunately but uh maybe we'll do a review of that (sighs) oh well if you made it this far we love you to death Thank you for coming back. I love getting uh, our weekly podcast update on how many new people that uh, tune in. So I know it's just not Angie and Abby and me and David listening over and over and over and again. One. He self-admittedly has only listened to one episode. The first one, which is our worst yeah. episode. It sounds horrible. I feel like we need to, to permanently delete that because I think that gives a bad impression of, of who we are. But I feel like, and I, and I thought about this because I'm consistency hasn't been our key as far as like audio quality. Yeah. And I feel like once we hit our stride where it's all perfect, we can look back on these episodes and be like, look where we came from. Like yeah. we're going to be big time. You we get know, I just, bar stool. Yeah. You know, hell Dave Portnoy interviewed uh, your commander in chief. <laughs> so that could be us one day, me, you talking to Donald Trump uh, jr. When he's president. Yeah, or, or maybe Baron by that time. Yeah, or maybe Episode there's an illegitimate seventeen. <laughs> there's a illegitimate son that comes out of the woodworks to run for president. You never That's know. That's more likely. What, what was Bill Clinton's brother's name? That was like the degenerate Roger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there'll be there'll be a <laughs> Billy Trump come out. <laughs> oh, you know where to find us on Instagram. On Facebook, on Twitter, you can follow David at MMA McKinney and at Brewery Travels. Is that right? Brewery Adventures. Brewery Adventures. Brewery Travels probably doesn't appreciate that. Uh, MMA McKinney. What's that? That's awesome. Oh, that's a legit account? Yeah. He's my buddy. Um, MMAMcKinney.com for David's traveling is also a, uh what we've drank in each episode <sighs> i can still i still got a little bit of this in my it's in my lungs better. david i could just i might be gonna have a stroke i don't know <laughs> hey if you die you're gonna die with some woodford in your in your blood so and diet mountain dew That's and right. with a little bit of grizzly in my lips so it's the best way to go share this if you get a chance Next week, people's choice on what David drinks. He's going to give you some options. I'm going to go. I didn't even, I didn't make it past the counter, David. You just went in immediately. Just, well, long story short, I went to the doctor today. And then the 
on the other side of the liquor store is the pharmacy. So it's, <laughs> it's, hey, that's two different kinds of medicine. Yeah. But that's what kept the bourbon industry afloat back in the day during that's prohibition. Right. So how fitting. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Uh, iHeartRadio, yes. Which I get notifications like six days late that, that like, hey, the new episode. I was like, wait, we posted that like five days ago. But it's on there. So good to know. Spotify, well, David, I think, has taken over the uh, podcasting round. Yeah. So. When I look, I I never feel like our new episodes get traction there, but people go there and listen to our old episodes. Yes. And I felt like with my wife's wife my wife and I's podcast, that's how it is. Like it's our a lot of our old episodes are getting hella plays. I'm like we recorded that in two thousand sixteen. And then that was only three episodes ago. Yep. <laughs> do one a year. That's right. We're gonna do one tonight, maybe. I don't know. Depends on what the kids are doing. Don't have kids. Yeah. Let's we'll leave you with that. If you if you want any semblance of a Maybe normal you guys life. should change your name, you know, the podcast to, or the name of your podcast. Just don't have kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, it's been fun. We love you all. Until next week, we are out.